Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically. I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back. So today I want to talk to you about how to build self-confidence and really discover your authentic voice and your expression. So this has been a massive part of my journey. And so if you've been journeying with me for a little while, you would have heard um, quite a bit about my journey with this in particular. And for those who are new, I'm so glad that you're tuning in and I'm going to share a little bit just to kind of give you some context of just the path that I've walked that's really brought me here where I now get to share what I've learned that's really shifted this whole experience for me. That really allows me to be here with you today recording this episode for you and sharing what I've learned, which is just such a a blessing. Um, It's been such a long journey for me and there were times where I wondered if I would even get here, um, when I would get here, was it going to happen for me? Um, I just had such big dreams and the fear of expressing and speaking my truth, putting myself out there, that fear of judgment just held me back for so long. And what a shame that is when we're in that, when we're being held back and we're so afraid to be fully authentically ourselves that we hide ourselves away, we dim our light and we shut our mouths and we keep everything inside. It's such a shame because We all have our own unique expression, our uniqueness, our authenticity. There's no one like you. There's no one that expresses the way that you do. There's no one that will word things in a way that certain people are just going to vibe with and it's going to, they're going to get it and it's going to shift for them. Um, and it's just so powerful when we start to express what's going on for ourselves. How many people are like, wow, I'm not alone in this. It's not just me. I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. There's actually others going through this too. And it creates this glimmer of hope and this opening and this knowing that, you know what, I can do this too. I can feel this. It's not going to kill me. I can, I can be with this. And we just start to get to support each other on our journey and we get to rise together. I truly believe that we're all connected. So if one of us is suffering, it actually impacts all of us. And if one of us is thriving, that impacts all of us too. So the more of us that do this work and really start to discover our authentic voice and expression and start to step into our fullness, our uniqueness, it really, we become the walking permission slip for others to do so too. We start to feel safe, like, wow, look what they're doing. I can do that too. It's safe for me. I can do this. And then we all start to elevate, but it really comes from doing the deeper work and discovering what is holding us back in the first place so that we can really unravel those, those wounds and those conditionings and those layers that have been built up over years and even decades that have kept us stuck. And the thing is, if we've been practicing, like I shared in my previous episode around protective mechanisms, 
if we have are playing out these different patterns and protective mechanisms for a long time, they get stronger and stronger and stronger. So we really need to get to the root of what is going on so we can pull out that root in a loving, compassionate way where we're healing those wounds, we're releasing those limiting beliefs in a way that is supportive for your nervous system rather than just yanking thing, everything out after another and we overwhelm the nervous system. We want to take this at a pace that works for you and everyone has their own unique pace, their own unique journey. So for me, for many, many years, I struggled with speaking at all. All through schooling, I just was very, very shy, very reserved and almost mute. If I didn't know someone very well, it was very hard for me to say a word. And I remember going to a new school um, in 2009. I was in high school at this point. I just shifted schools and being the new kid was just such a terrifying thing for me, not knowing where I am, not knowing where I'm going and who's who and how to act. and for me, it was like I had to really observe my environment to see what was okay and what was not okay, how other people were speaking. And I was almost like this chameleon and I would find someone that I felt some sort of safety with or I would I could vibe with and it would take me um, often months to actually feel that out. So I knew how to mold myself, where I would fit in, where I knew I would be safe. And so I had these really strong protective mechanisms of like observing, taking everything in so I could mold myself in a way that would fit into that environment, into that group. So I was never really able to be my full authentic self and I never really knew who that was anyway. So even if I wanted to just show up and be uniquely me, I didn't know what that was. And I had such deep self-hatred that I wasn't even aware of where I just criticized myself all the time. I felt like there was so much wrong with me. I was weird and awkward and I didn't know how to be in these environments. It just felt so overwhelming for me to be around so many people. And yeah, it was just, it was really, really challenging. It was even more challenging connecting with boys and like just the fear that was with that of like, I'm not going to be liked. I'm going to say the wrong thing, especially if I liked someone. It was just like everything just constricted and I was literally mute. And I felt so awkward because it's like I just I couldn't even have a, a normal conversation and I could feel like how awkward it was and people just didn't know what was going on. I, I know that they just kind of assumed or I feel like they assumed that I was just shy, but I was petrified and I was having anxiety attacks beneath the surface. And this continued on into my 20s and I found that when I would drink alcohol and the inhibitions were let go, that's when my voice would come out and I was almost like a bit over the top. And because I'm so used to like holding everything together and shutting everything down, going into that space where it was really over the top, it was very expressive, very loud, I would, it would lead into shame the following days and I would feel so much discomfort, so much self-judgment and I would just want to bury my head in the sand and never show my face again. And so it was a very unhealthy dynamic that started to play out where I was either mute and completely shy or I would drink and I was over the top and there was just a lot of chaos, a lot of inner turmoil, a lot of suffering that I was in and just the inability to connect. So even when I was being loud and talking and out and about, I wasn't really getting that true authentic connection. I felt very isolated and very alone a lot of the time. And it's interesting because it's like 
even when I met my current partner uh, just over four years ago, we actually started out as just connecting on a friend level and I was like yapping away, chatty, chatty and connecting and it was all great. I was like, oh, this is awesome. As soon as things shifted and we became intimate and like started dating, it just shut down. I experienced that same contraction in my throat, that same fear. It was like I was 16 again and it all just came back and I just couldn't speak. Luckily, I had found someone that was able to be with that because in the past, every time I had connected with someone, started dating, I just couldn't speak and it would eventually end in tears. Whereas this time I found someone that was able to hold space and it just wasn't even a thing that he really acknowledged or noticed. It was just like, whatever. And that really gave me the space where it was like building that trust of this one's not leaving because I can't get my voice out. And over that, that first year together, it was really challenging. I had a lot of stuff coming up, but I was also doing a lot of the deep inner work, which was allowing my voice to come through a little bit more. But then even just over three years ago, I moved to New Zealand, similar experience again of connecting with his family here, contraction in the throat, fear of speaking, fear of judgment. What are they going to think of me? What if I say the wrong thing? And just that fear of if I say the wrong thing once, it just ruins everything and it can't be fixed and I'm going to be seen a certain way and I'm going to be isolated. I'm going to be embarrassed. It's going to, people are going to know there's something wrong with me. And there was just so much chatter in the mind, overthinking, overanalyzing, trying to observe and take everything in and mold myself in a way. And so this has been a repetitive pattern for most of my life of trying to be someone that is likable, that's lovable, that's acceptable, that will belong. But I was never being my true authentic self. So there was always like this emptiness and this sadness and this loneliness inside of like something's missing here. And all of this really is the reason I, I started this journey in the beginning. So my healing journey began about 12 years ago now. And it was, it really was birthed from this place of suffering and I've had enough and I want more for myself. I see more for myself. I had this big, big dream and I felt it with all my being. And I, part of me just knew it was possible. It, there was something that knew there was something else out there. There was more out there for me. And that's really what the driving force was like. I was wanting to get away from this pain, but I also had this really big desire and this big dream for myself. And that really led me on my journey. So today I want to go into some of the steps that I took that allowed me to build this self-confidence that has allowed me to discover my authentic voice, my expression, that's allowed me to really step into my authentic self, my uniqueness, and then also put it out there. So if you've been following me, you see that I, I post quite often. I do the different videos and live experiences and I'm talking and sharing a lot a lot of the time and this has been such a journey i remember um when me and my partner first got together and i was talking to him about the things that i wanted to create the things i wanted to do but just so much fear and we actually have a video still to this day where he i had shared with him that i was really struggling to do like pre-recorded videos and putting myself out there and lives was just completely out of the question. I did a live once. It was terrifying. I hated it. I threw my phone across the room and it was just not fun. And I was like, I'll do some pre-recorded stuff. And I just couldn't 
even clicked the record button and when I did it was like the same feeling throat contracting throat shutting down couldn't get it out couldn't speak and so I remember being on the beach on the Gold Coast with him and he pressed record and he's like so this is how you do the re-recorded video and he was making it really light-hearted really funny and I was literally hiding behind him we're doing a pre-recorded video there's no one watching I'm literally hiding behind him <laughs> and it was it's funny now, but I look back at that and I just have so much compassion for that part of me that was just so terrified. And so I'm going to be sharing with you today some of these steps that have allowed me to not only shop very differently in my relationships, in my life, for myself, but also in my business and supporting clients and students now. Like over the last few years, I've connected with thousands of people around New Zealand and Australia, supporting them on their healing journey, supporting them and reconnecting to their authentic self. And that in itself is just absolutely mind-blowing that I've connected with so many incredible souls. And I've been able to do that because of these steps that I'm going to share with you. So number one is really getting clear on what it is that you want. Because if you don't know what you want, you don't know where you're going, it's going to be really hard to know what the steps are to break it down of how do I get there. The trouble with this is that so many people focus on what they don't want. And if you're always focusing on what you don't want, that's actually what you are magnetizing into, like you're calling that in, you are becoming a magnetic like attraction to it. And we're not taught this stuff, so we're not intentionally doing this, but when we focus, where your focus goes is where your energy flows. So if you know anything about the law of attraction, like attracts like. So if you are in a state of, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want to feel this anymore, we're actually just expanding more of that. So it is a practice and a discipline to start shifting what you're focusing on. And it's not about just stepping into, which I did in the beginning of my journey, like just go into positive thinking and positive think your way into a new life. That is part of it, but it's not the whole story because I started with that and things just weren't changing for me. And I believe everything I've done has played a part on the journey, but it was when I started to actually delve into what was preventing me from getting what I wanted, which I'm going to go into in one of the steps that actually allowed me to get there. We need to know where we're going. We need to have that North Star that is guiding us. And that's going to really get you moving when it's the hardest. So those days where you're like, it's just not working. What's the point? Wanting to give up. We go into victim mindset and go into all those negative thought patterns and we just get stuck and we dwell in the sadness, in the disappointment, in the loneliness. Like it's never going to happen for me. And we just dwell there and we just hang out there. And then we just create more of that. So there's a difference between feeling your emotions and dwelling in a story that's attached to an emotion. So get clear on what you want, where you want to go, how you want to feel, what is it you want for your life? What is it a business you want to create? Is it a job that you want? Is it a relationship? Is it a family? Is it a house? Like, is it how you want to feel inside? Like, I just want to feel this confidence. I want to be able to express myself. I want to be able to have really deep and meaningful conversations that are nourishing rather than just small talk and chit chat that kind of just drains me. That was a big one for me. I just found myself in this mind numbing small talk, which I just don't do. I don't like it. I find it depleting. I find it draining the, just the, how are you? How's the weather? What's going on? Like, I just, I, I was craving deep 
meaningful conversations, enriching conversations that talking about like philosophy and psychology and spirituality and the universe and law of attraction and deep inner work. And that's what I was craving, like just really deep, soulful conversations. And that's really where it started for me. Like it was, I had this really big vision of having the dream business and having an impact and speaking on stages. Like I always had this really big dream of putting myself out there in a big way and helping others. But I also had a really big dream around having connection and having community and having a partner, having children, having a family, having friends where it just, it just felt like you had those really big like holiday gatherings where everyone comes together and it was just so soulful and connected and nourishing rather than what I was used to of like people get together and drink and it's just kind of chitty chat which isn't what I wanted but it was what I was kind of brought into it's what I saw a lot of the time and I just felt like this disconnection where people weren't really talking about what was really going on or what they really cared about, what they were passionate about. It was just chitty chat, chitty chat. That wasn't for me. And if that's what you love, that's great. There's no wronging either, or it's just what I wanted. I wanted something that felt much deeper and rich to me. So I wanted the relationship. I wanted the abundance. I wanted the freedom and the business and the children. And the crazy thing, the steps that I'm sharing with you, it's really what has brought me to having a lot of these big dreams that I've had for a long time. I still have new dreams and dreams from um, a while ago that are still in the manifestation process. But so much has shifted in my life because of these steps. And it started with getting clear on what I wanted. Then it was practicing getting out of my comfort zone. So just baby steps here because you want to make it easy and achievable so that you're not overwhelming yourself and giving up too soon. You want to have it very micro steps, little things that you can start to shift and do that are a little out of your comfort zone. So an example of this was when I started to do the, the pre-recorded videos and I had started doing them prior to that experience with my partner on the Gold Coast, but they always brought up so much discomfort for me, so much shame, so much sadness that I wouldn't do them regularly. I would do it a few times and then I would just stop because it was too uncomfortable. So maybe prior to that, it's like speaking just out loud, or maybe it's writing what you want to say. Then maybe it's speaking out loud without the camera, or maybe it's speaking without pressing the record button and you just have the camera there and you're starting to get comfortable being in the camera. And then maybe it's actually pressing the record button. So for me, it's like, I remember when we moved to New Zealand and I had these, these big dreams and I found out that I was pregnant and I was like, I want to create something. I want to start to really move toward my dreams. And there was that extra oomph being pregnant and wanting to have that legacy to leave. And so I started just going to the park where there was no one around and I just started pressing the record button and I wouldn't even look at the camera. I would just look away and I would just talk about whatever was present. Usually I'd write notes of giving myself ideas and like an outline of what to talk about just to help. So I wasn't just sitting there trying to think of something because I found as soon as I pressed record, I would just forget what I was going to say. So that's how it started for me in regards to my business. For meeting my current partner, it was like setting the boundary with myself of 
where the relationships that I was getting in, I was getting in stuck in these different patterns and these cycles and attracting emotionally unavailable men into my life and people that weren't really aligned with my values or what I wanted for myself. Um, and so I had to get really clear again, getting clear on what I wanted in a relationship. And so I wrote down what I really wanted. I really started to do the practices of receiving that and opening up to that. And then when I met my partner, it brought up a lot of stuff and I started to resist it and push it away. And so I had to really use different tools to be with that and getting out of my comfort zone was like connecting with him and going out and doing different things and honoring the fact that you know what my voice isn't quite here right now and expressing myself through text messages instead and working my way up to speaking about different things with my voice so it started small i didn't maybe go into the deepest stuff that i had to share but maybe i just started with some surface layer stuff and maybe i just started talking about maybe some of the more small talk chitty chat that was allowing me just to get my voice out there and get a little bit more comfortable with that and then starting to massage that and talk about different things so it's finding what it is for you of just starting to step out of that comfort zone starting to do something that's a little bit out of the comfort zone it stretches you a little bit but it's not such a leap that it's so overwhelming that you shut back down so this is going to be different depending on what your desire is so just starting to maybe do a bit of a brainstorm here of what are the things that are out of your comfort zone and maybe having what you could do is having like a piece of paper in the middle you draw a circle and you put me and then you draw an outer circle and then you're like, this is a little bit out of my comfort zone. Then you draw another outer circle. This is a little further out of my comfort zone. Then another big circle. And this is like so far out of my comfort zone. And you start to fill those layers with different things that you could do. And you start to self-evaluate what's a little step, what's a medium step, and what's a really huge, hairy, scary step. And that could just start to give you some different ideas of what you can start to play with and explore. And the more fun you can make this of like, let's play rather than like, let's just throw myself in the deep end. You're going to find it much easier if we can just bring in a little bit of that playful, innocent energy. Then step three that I, um, that was one of the, probably the most pivotal shifting shifted everything for me was actually doing the deep inner work which I mentioned earlier so that was for me I discovered breath work in 2019 I discovered somatic experiencing I started going to workshops I did my breathwork facilitator training at the end of 2019 um, and I've done many other trainings along the way as well but breathwork and somatic experiencing are the big pieces that started to shift a lot of the fears, a lot of the limiting beliefs, a lot of the conditioning and, and healing the trauma and the wounds that I'd been carrying that was preventing me from stepping into my fullness and speaking my truth. So if you listen to my protective mechanisms episode previous to this one, this is really where this work comes from because when we're holding ourselves back or we're self-sabotaging or we're being a perfectionist or we're people-pleasing, we're overgiving, we're coping in some way, we're hiding, we're wearing different masks, we're shutting down our throat, these aren't parts of you that are attacking you, that are wrong, that are bad. 
There are parts of you that are protecting because there's a fear. There's a past emotional experience that's unresolved that needs support in healing and integrating so that it can be free, it can be liberated. And then you can step into your empowered self, into your self-confidence and do the thing you wanted to do. It's pretty crazy how instantaneous it is. You can do one session and have massive shifts. I've seen this with my clients. We do one session together and all of a sudden they're, they're not, they're finding themselves not triggered at things that were just overwhelmingly triggering them prior. Their relationships start to shift the way that they show up, the way they just go and start doing things. I'm like, I was never able to do this. And now I'm just like loving it and I'm jumping all in. This is really going to help with step two of getting out of your comfort zone because if you're not doing the deep inner work, it's going to feel impossible even to step a little out of the comfort zone into the unknown because the nervous system, the reptilian brain, the, the psyche, the like the human, it feels safe in the known, in the comfort, in what it's been doing for years and years and years. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's holding you back, there's a sense of safety because we know what's going to happen. We can prepare, we can anticipate. So it's that deep inner work, the breath work, the somatic experiencing, the reflection, the different healing modalities that you explore with, doing that deep inner work to heal the trauma, to heal the wounds, to release the limiting beliefs. This is what's going to really help you to step more out of that comfort zone and take those steps that are really required to get you where you want to be, to have that self-confidence, to put yourself out there and create the life that you want. So this is something that I work with every day for myself, for my clients, for my students. It's weaved into everything that I do because I know how important it is. I found it impossible just positive think my way into the life I wanted. I was just not getting where I wanted to go without this piece. This is just like essential doing this deep work. If you want to get where you want to go, you want to experience what you want to experience, you've got to do this deep work. You've got to get clear on what's actually preventing you from getting there and then start to remove those blocks. Step four, I started, I slowly started to put myself out there. So, in regards to my business, because this is really a big, like a massive journey of me building that self-confidence and really putting myself out there in such a big way. So this is why I'm using these particular examples, but this is going to be different for everyone depending on what your desire is. But I found different ways to put myself out there. And this is similar to stepping out of the comfort zone, but this is almost like that next step. So the uh, stepping out of your comfort zone might be things that you do just with yourself or in your personal life or maybe not necessarily anyone else is involved or witnessing or seeing where I found like the putting myself out there was others were actually starting to see me stepping out of the comfort zone. So I started for in my business, I started running a, a local yoga class and it was just from home. Um, and it was the first time like really running a group workshops that was out of my comfort zone. It was in alignment with what I wanted to create. It was really because of the work that I had done deep within that I was able to run a group class like this. And I just took it slowly. I didn't overexert myself. It was a slow yin yoga class where I could just take my time. And from there, it just started to grow. So my yoga class started filling up pretty quickly. I started doing the breathwork workshops and sound healing workshops. I was running a lot of classes. So because I started doing it consistently and because people were actually showing up, I couldn't back out. Like I could just say, I'm going to go do a pre-recorded video and then just never do it. 
This kept me really accountable, which is really important. If you can have some sort of way to keep you accountable, whether that's an accountability buddy, whether it's actually doing something where you know what, someone's going to show up, so you better show up too. And because I was doing these yoga classes, like started once a week, then it was twice and it was three times. It got up to like five yoga classes a week. Then I was doing the workshops as well. I started seeing one-on-one clients again and it just started to get easier and easier because of the consistency because I kept showing up because I kept doing it and then my confidence expanded and expanded and as I was getting feedback as well that really helped boost the confidence of like people are loving this they're coming back they're loving the class and we're connecting so it really got me out of my comfort zone of being in connection and in community so all of these pieces just started to really expand me open and move me to the next level Then we started traveling the country and running workshops all over the place with new people all the time. And I still have the nervousness before a workshop. You never know how it's going to go. You never know who's going to be in the room, but I've learned to trust the process and trust in myself that what I'm here to share is coming from my heart, coming from my authenticity, and that everyone is going to receive exactly what they need to receive. Not everyone's going to love you or like you or vibe with you, and that's okay. But in this process, you start to weed out the ones that just don't vibe with you. You go your separate ways. You honor each other. You respect each other, send love, and you move in your separate directions. But that doesn't mean you didn't receive exactly what you needed from that experience. And now you are redirected on the path where you need to go. So often there's this fear that someone's not going to like me. Someone's going to say this about me. And it's like, well, if someone is judging or bullying or criticizing you, that actually says more about them anyway. If you can meet all the people that come into your life, all the people you connect with, with love, compassion, and kindness, knowing that we're all on our own unique journey, we all have our own stuff, you're going to have so much more ease in your life and in your being. And just trusting that if you don't vibe with someone, that's okay. If they don't vibe with you, that's okay. There are many others out there that you get to connect with. And it's really through that process that you will connect to your soul tribe, to the people that are going to lift you up and you're going to lift them up. You're going to rise together. This is how we find our people. And it's not always easy if someone is saying hurtful things or someone doesn't like you. Sometimes it does hurt and it is a practice of like really setting those boundaries and having that deep inner knowing that this actually doesn't mean anything about me. It just means that we're not vibing and that's okay. And so from there, as I was connecting with lots of people all over the country, I ran my first online program, which is where I started to build my ability to be visible online to a greater audience. And so it just grew and it grew and it grew. It was step by step by step. So step four, I slowly started putting myself out there in these different ways. The other piece to this um, that I wrote down that I wanted to share with you is on this journey, I listened to my inner whispers. And when I say inner whispers, it's like my intuition. It was my inner knowing of like, what's the next step for me? And I found like as I followed the next step, the next step revealed itself. So there was this saying that was shared with me a long while ago, go as far as you can see, and then you will see further. And that's really stuck with me. So it's like, I never knew by starting that yoga class, I'd be traveling the country, I'd be running retreats, I'd be working with clients online and running different programs. I didn't know that that was going to happen, but I followed the next step. And then the next step revealed itself. And I just followed that those inner whispers, the intuition, the gut feelings, the inner knowing. And it got louder and louder and louder the more I trusted it and followed through with it. 
when we ignore it or we avoid it or we don't listen to it, it gets quieter and quieter. So sometimes if we don't have it straight away or you don't feel it right now, maybe it's just because we haven't been practicing listening to it. So through like meditation practice and intention of I'm listening to my inner whispers, I'm listening to my intuition, I'm connecting to my intuition, doing that kind of work can really help you to get to those inner whispers, those messages, and that will help you on your journey. Sometimes when we have an overactive, busy mind, it can be really hard to hear those inner whispers as well. So we want to practice quietening the mind, not shutting it up, not wronging it or shaming it. Listen to it, write the thoughts that are coming up down, but then come back to your breath, come into the present and practice your meditation every day if you can, even if it's just a few minutes. And then another piece is following people online or connecting with people in your local community that inspire you. And it shows you what's possible and it really motivates you and gets you moving, gets you doing the things you're most afraid of. So step five is really, it's just kind of building upon each other. So it was like, as I actually kind of, kind of combined step four and five, it was really just like taking those next steps and yeah, really, really allowing that to expand. So it was not an overnight success. It's like knowing that every baby step leads to a big step. And every step that I've taken on my journey, even the ones that felt like it didn't work, it was still working in some way. It was still leading me on my path because when something doesn't work or we take the wrong exit or we make this decision, we're like, oh, I should have made that decision. But we wouldn't have known that if we didn't make this decision. So step five is really coming into compassionate. Um, no, this is actually. Yeah, so it's it's really it's it's really in alignment with step four of like knowing that every step will get you toward your desire. Every fumble and fall is an opportunity to learn and grow. Every time we meet a fear, it's an opportunity to step into courage and to take that action step and to build that inner strength, to build that inner trust and rebuild your relationship to self. So the more that you show up for yourself, the stronger your relationship to self becomes and the more your inner parts will trust you. So a part of like when I, I talk a lot about inner child work, these parts of you will jump in the driver's seat when they're not safe because they don't trust you to keep them safe because we've not been listening to ourselves and doing the things that we need to do to create safety. So these inner children are jumping in, but when we can rebuild the relationship to self and rebuild that trust, it's so much easier to move through um, these challenges and these fears and these limiting beliefs. Hmm. I'm going to come into compassionate curiosity and self-reflection. This is really what changes everything. It's such a powerful practice to meet yourself with compassion and get really curious about what is here for you. So when you're feeling afraid, when you're meeting a limiting belief, when you're feeling the block and you're feeling the contraction, the resistance, get curious about it rather than getting frustrated with it and annoyed with it and like, oh, this is here again, this is happening. Like, how can we like tune into what is here for me? What is coming up? Because this is how we get to the core of what's going on. You shine your light of awareness and you have the opportunity to reclaim your power and do something about it. But without first seeing what's actually going on, you can't do something about it. <clears throat> so just knowing that when you get triggered, when you have a fear, when you get contracted, when you have a block, whatever it is that's coming up, this is an opportunity to see what's being revealed to you. Something is revealing itself to you, but we're like, oh, 
this is happening. It's holding me back. We shame it. We run it. We judge it. We shut it down. We numb out. We distract. Rather than receiving the message, this is like really in connection to your inner whispers. This is one of the steps of like, okay, this is what's here. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what's present. Now I get to take the next steps of healing, of integrating, of unraveling, of getting clearer, of moving through this, of taking the next step. So it's so important if we, if we don't self-reflect, we're not going to know what's actually going on and we just get caught up in the busyness, in the overthinking, in the fear, dwelling in the stories, and we just get further and further away from what we desire. So compassionate curiosity and self-reflection will change everything for you and it's something we need to be doing every day. Waking up, how am I feeling today? What's here for me? Like throughout the day, what's what's coming up? If I'm triggered, what's happening? What's here for me? What do I need to support myself through this? At the end of the day, how was my day? What came up? What challenges did I face? What celebrations do I have? What did I achieve? What did I do? How can I celebrate myself and acknowledge myself? Really, really powerful. And then step seven is really when I wanted, when I, when I wanted to give up, there's going to be those times where we just, we hit a wall, we plateau, we get triggered. We have an experience that says like, oh, I'm doing all this work. And then I got triggered or this situation happened or this happened. And obviously it's not working. We just want to give up or it hurts too much or it's too hard. The stories start to arise and the limiting beliefs and the fears. And we're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. It's really important to remind yourself of why you are doing this in the first place. That's step one. Remind yourself of step one every day. Why are you doing this? What is it for? What is that desire? Where are you going? Where are you leading yourself? So, so important. So I know that's a lot of information <laughs> and it's probably going to take a little bit of time for it to really sink in and land. It'd be really powerful for you to listen to this again and even take some notes, write what resonated, write what your situation is. So actually answer the questions like, what do you want? Doing the stepping out of your comfort zone exercise, um, discovering or exploring with some new healing modalities or continuing with the ones that you're already on, really getting to the core of what's going on, finding yourself a coach or a mentor to support you, um, getting clear in your action steps, practicing compassionate curiosity and self-reflection and reminding yourself of what you want. So just a little recap of the different steps just to help solidify that. So number one, get clear on what you want. Two, step out of your comfort zone, even just a little, and then do it again. Do the deep inner work. Explore some different modalities. Choose one that works for you. Find yourself a coach or a mentor. It's so, so important to have support with the deep inner work and you're going to have exponential shifts by working with someone that's walked the path before you. Get clear on those action steps that are required to getting you to your goal or your desire um, and start taking those steps. Start with baby steps. Make it achievable. Make it easy. Baby steps. And you'll find every little step leads to the big breakthrough. There is no overnight success here. There's no, I did this one thing and then everything changed. It's every little step along the way. Compassionate curiosity and self-reflection. It's really powerful to actually bring celebration and gratitude into this as well. So you really have some beautiful high vibrational frequencies moving through you rather than just focusing on what we perceive as wrong or we perceive we need to fix or we need to heal. 
that's when we tend to kind of start to feel heavy and want to give up and it's like oh it's just too much because we heal one thing and another thing pops up we and it's the same with desire we desire one thing we get it another desire pops up so if you can celebrate every day even if it's just one thing or at the end of the week three celebrations for that week gratitude every day what are you what blessings do you have what have you already received and that will start to put you in the energy of receiving more to be grateful for and then remind yourself every day why you're doing this so so important so if you loved this episode i want to invite you to like it share it leave a comment i always love to hear from you if you have questions or feedback get in touch i want to hear from you email me at info at or reach out on social media um i'd love to hear from you and what resonated what you're taking away what your next steps are on this journey um always so lovely to connect with the community and hear what's what's coming up for you and then if you are interested to journey deeper and actually get that support in going through all these steps to make it smooth easy you can move through it with confidence you actually know like I'm doing this. I've got clarity on what my next steps are rather than trying the trial and error and trying to figure it out on your own. If you want to be held in that container and like I'm literally just going to give you all of the practices, all of the steps in a really easy to follow outline, my signature program, The Sacred Art of Loving Yourself will be for you. So this is a journey of reconnecting to your authentic self. It's a journey of rebirth, of shedding the layers that are no longer serving you um, and really coming into your empowerment and knowing who you truly are, being able to express yourself freely and confidently and to really create the beautiful life that you desire. I'm going to support you every step of the way and I'm going to give you everything that I have really learned and received over the over the course of my journey that really worked, that really shifted everything for me. And it's, it's a really powerful journey. So if you are ready to do that deeper work and you're resonating with me, I want to invite you to join me. It is a 12-week journey. Um, we do go deep and yeah, enrollment is currently open, but it does close on Sunday. So if you are wanting to jump in, reach out, DM me, send me an email, and I'll send you all the details there. Sending you so much love, so much gratitude. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you in the next episode. The Sacred Art of Loving Yourself is my 12-week signature program. It is a journey of self-discovery, rebirth, and reconnection. For the woman who is ready to take control of her life, her relationships, and her emotional state so that she can embrace a deeply connected life and build conscious, harmonious relationships, inside you will receive my proven step-by-step process for overcoming emotional triggers and creating a harmonious life as well as cultivate unshakable self-love and acceptance, reconnecting you to your authentic self and your ability to speak your truth. The Sacred Art of Loving Yourself will support you in integrating your inner child, releasing limiting beliefs and protective mechanisms that are no longer serving you, and so much more. Through this journey, you will know your innate worthiness and feel so confident to just be fully yourself, express your truth, your needs, your desires, and your personal boundaries. And I can't wait to share this journey with you. If you would like to learn more, 
go down below this episode and you will see the link to register and reserve your space as well as everything that is involved. So go ahead, check it out and I look forward to supporting you on this journey home. If you have any questions at all or feel to have a conversation to see if this journey is the right one for you, feel free to reach out at info at Thank you so much for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.